Welcome. I'm Victoria Schneps, and I am president of Schneps Media, and delighted today to have our power woman, Nicole Brodsky, with us, who is a very successful lawyer in a divorce and family law firm of Quayella and Jamari. Welcome, Nicole Brodsky. How are Thank you today? You. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. We're excited to be here. Well, you know, we made you a power professional on Long Island. That's and right. I know you, your firm is in Hop Hog in Garden City. So well-placed and congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank and of you course, a graduate of my favorite school, Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. That's good roots, good roots, good roots. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're talking uh, today about the success we have seen you achieve and talking about the power that you bring. But it all starts, I believe, in childhood. How did you come to be inspired? Was there someone that you could point to and say, this was my inspiration? No, actually. Well, yes. To answer that question directly, yes. But not any attorneys. My family is heavily doctors, actually. Um, so the work ethic was always there. I'd say that came from my my grandparents and my my grandmother, my mom's mom comes to mind. She just passed in December. She always instilled that in her kids, my dad's parents and his and his children. Um, and we're we're proud of that. Our family is uh, pretty successful in that way. But most directly, I have to attribute it to my my parents. They have instilled in me and my younger sister and my younger brother the importance of working hard, uh, very simply, and balance. My dad was a, has, he's been an underwriter in the insurance industry for 30 plus years. And he did the whole commute Huntington to Penn Station for many, many, many years, many of those years, apart from the last, he's been more virtual since COVID, but he never felt uh, absent to us. We just, we learned by watching and he was as much an involved father as he was a, a, a hard worker and a businessman. My mom put her heart and soul into teaching. She taught second grade for many, many years. Uh, she stopped working when my brother was born, and then she put her heart and soul into, into motherhood. So she went above and beyond the call of duty there, uh, like most, most of our, our moms do, but I have a bias, I suppose. Uh, and, and they always, they, we got our work done. We did what we needed to do. We strive for that. We learned, we learned what we needed to do academically and uh, athletically. and. I, I attribute all of that to them. It's a wonderful thing when you grow up and you can have role models and they seem to have been really uh, positive role models in your life. And then moving you towards um, this kind of career in matrimony and family law, you know, having been a product of divorce, <laughs> I know what it is to go through the painful process of separating. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your practice and how you have navigated for your clients, this um, t very trying time in someone's life. Yeah, I so I I've always done since I've been practicing. I've been nearly exclusively in the matrimonial and family law arena, so divorce and family related issues. The, the firm is general practice, dual commercial, real estate, uh, the whole nine. But my my practice has been predominantly, if not exclusively. Uh, in these family related issues. So it's tough to balance. You have to consider, you, you know, the whole picture. You have to consider what's at play, legally speaking, of course, but also emotionally, you know, personalities play a big role in this. And that's just not just limited to litigants, but 
uh, to attorneys as well. You have to get four people on the same page if you wanna resolve a, a case without it going into the hands of a judge. So you have to really consider uh, um, and place value in what's important. It's not always financial and it's not always easy to quantify, but you have to understand what's important to your client and, and how to negotiate uh, so that you can best achieve that outcome for them. And if you can't, then you go in and you fight, you litigate and you do your best for them. But I thought that New York has equitable distribution. Can you talk a little bit about that, how that impacts? Sure. So equitable distribution just refers to the division of assets and debts, right? So depending on the complexity of the case, that could amount to something as simple as dividing bank accounts, or it could go beyond to the distribution of a retirement account. I bring in an expert. We use our experts, uh, forensic experts, to analyze what the marital value of those accounts are because any equitable share would be limited to what was accrued during the marriage. Where there are business assets involved, uh, if it warrants it, we would engage you know, our forensic analysis and analysts to, analysts rather, to, uh, to assess the business value and the income streams derived from those businesses. So it really depends on the complexity of the case. It could be very simple and straightforward or very complicated and expensive. It really depends. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you've, you've had so many clients over these years. Uh, is there anything that, you know, um, advice that you share with a client coming in to be able to get through the process? Yeah, I've always been a big believer in managing expectations. I employ that in my professional realm and in my personal life as well, because I think it uh, it has a versatile application. You manage your expectations, that could mean managing time, uh, managing relationships. You know, it, it it helps me set realistic goals for myself, for my family in one respect, and for my clients in another, because I think that's important. A lot of people get caught up. They can't see the forest through the trees. Mm. They're lost in the fight and they'll, they'll cut off their nose to spite their face, so to speak. So I, I'm, I'm very blunt. I'm very direct. I like to be that way because I feel that it's a disservice to people who are putting their lives in your hands uh, to be anything but. So that that has helped me, and and, and I've employed that in in you know professionally as well. And I find that that it helps. You set aside some of the disappointment if you if you had a sense of what's coming. Um, and and I think that's been effective um, in my practice, and I and I think that it's been helpful for my for my clients. So, you know, I went through mediation. How do you decide if mediation is a route that you could take with a couple? It, it depends on how the case presents to me. If, if somebody approaches me and wants to do mediation and they can convince me that it's amicable, um, reasonably straightforward, and that the parties are on the same page, save for some tweaking here and adjusting there, I'm, I'm open to it. Uh, where there's a... a power and control dynamic that I, that's being reported to me or, or uh, you know, issues at home. I mentioned earlier, if there's any allegation of domestic violence, I strongly advise against mediation because I find that it backfires. It ultimately ends up being a waste of time and a waste of money in, in more cases than not. So I, I, I am a firm believer in mediation. If the, if the case calls for it, if 
the case and the parties are candidates for it. And that to me means that it's just needs to get over that hump. They're right there with respect to a resolution of, of all of the issues. Um, and they just need a little push and a little guidance. So when the courts have been, uh, I call it AC and BC after COVID, before COVID, um, <laughs> you know, uh, the backlog, are you finding that people are getting uh, or avoiding going to court because of the backlog that occurred? No, actually, I think we're seeing quite the opposite. Um, there's our divorce rate in Suffolk County is higher than it's ever been in the low 60s. Mm. So and interesting. Yeah, people appear to be uh, more litigious than than they've been. So no, there's no I mean, there is some backlog with filing when on the uncontested track, if you will, where people are simply putting their paperwork through. Um, there's a little bit of backup, but that's always been the case because it involves a few extra steps in terms of uh, clerk review and assigning it to a judge who was not already part of the part of the case. So, I, no, we've come a long way. I mean, it's already March. We've been three years out of COVID now, so they've instituted a, a nearly exclusive electronic filing system, which has been very, very helpful. Um, in streamlining filing and making the court accessible to, to all of us. So let me ask you, have you ever had a divorce case come in where the people made up? <laughs> yes, you'd be surprised. <laughs> yes, we call it, we say they reconciled. Yes, and it, we've, we've been surprised in some cases where you would never believe it. But they do, they do, for whatever reason. Interesting, right? Well, I think, you know, it's been a, being in the family law and being involved so much in the work of uh, dealing with people at their most, what shall we say, painful time of their lives oh, sure. is quite a challenge. But you've been very successful. Tell me about some secrets of success you could share with our listeners. I really believe keeping your blinders on and getting done what you need to get done, doing your best you know, to listen to what your clients are saying and what their needs are. And then it's easy. It's easy as long as you set those expectations too. I, I have gotten, you know, I, I believe I have had great success in doing that and everything is relative. So certain things are more important or feel more important to someone. It's important to understand that, you know, despite how our, our, laws may apply and how it shakes out ultimately. And it's important to keep everybody focused because a lot of times these cases just spiral. They spiral, it's very easy for them to spiral and it becomes very costly and very expensive. And it's, it's arduous, it's very, it's tough, but can be tough. Yes, well, I think <laughs> you, you've got the key to making it a smooth and professional operation of, uh, you know, Nicole Brodsky who has the, uh, been a lawyer for a decade and been <laughs> able to see, you know, many lives that she has affected. And I think uh, we'll have many years to come of helping people get through their divorces and their mediations absolute. and their absolute need for, you know, family together. Sure. But I think, you know, to us, we're so delighted that Nicole Brodsky has joined us, who is with Quiella and Clemary, the law <laughs> firm <laughs> in yep. Long Island. Did I get it right? Quatella Chimera, yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for being with us. So till next time. Bye now. Thank you. You're welcome. This is Victoria Schnepp signing off. Looking forward to seeing you again on our Power Woman podcast. Bye.